We're back from the weekend as the Arizona Coyotes take a win over the Vegas Golden Knights. Also, a new coach is in Vancouver with a familiar face from Arizona. We're going to talk about that on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked On Coyotes. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Let's go ahead and uh, get things going. My name is Robin Leonard. That's Carl Pavlock. Got a great episode for you guys going. Uh, I want to thank everyone for making the show your first listen every day, but it's it's a good week. It's a good day to come back from the weekend, Carl, because, you know, Arizona taking a 4-1 win over the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, something that I don't think, you know, we could have said any of us expected because it's against Vegas. Vegas is a good team, and Arizona is uh, not, especially after what we saw on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, both teams in the second game of a back-to-back, um, Vegas – Started their starter, Thompson, um, which is usually an indicator that they're taking things seriously. Uh, I'm not sure what happened, if they were just tired, if they, you know, the rest of the team just underestimated the Coyotes, but Coyotes pulled out a nice win with uh, Clayton Keller getting a hat trick. I believe his second hat trick of the season. That's the big thing to talk about, Clayton Keller getting a hat trick. Um, and, you know, it's always like, it's always nice to say that you say that. Because I think what Kelly pretty quiet the last couple games. Yeah. Um. Just so to see him kind of like, oh, okay, he's bouncing back a little bit. You know, this is the Keller we're used to. Yeah, Keller has been quiet for a while. Um, he has I think one had one goal in his previous like seven or eight games. Um, and you know Schmaltz has also been quiet, so he's not getting a lot of assists. Um, but. Keller's a, a good player. Um, he is still having one of his best seasons. So you can expect a little bit of up and down. And you know, I, I don't know if we're going to see another hat trick from this season. But you know, I, I'm sure that he's going to go through a period where his you know, offensive production picks up. Oh, absolutely. Um, but it's nice to see it happen, you know, against a um, you know, against a team like Vegas, um, on that back to back at home. Uh in all that aspect, you know, I think a lot of people really want, like, it's, you know, here in Arizona, a lot of people enjoy beating the other desert team. <laughs> it just, right? It's just like, you know, just, just a little bit of extra, extra bit, especially, especially knowing what the two teams are. Yeah. And, and, and let's be real. I, I don't think that geographic rivalries really count for much um, in the NHL. Uh even though they try and force it on us. But I do think that there is something with Arizona and Vegas. Um, I, I think the fact that Vegas had, you know, success like right off the bat has, has pissed off a lot of Coyotes fans who are mm-hmm. a long suffering franchise. Um, 
I I think the fact that they were former Pacific Division you know teams is, is definitely something, uh, and you know maybe even a little bit some of the former players like Phil Kessel being on the Golden Knights definitely you can you can have a little bit of animosity towards that not not too much I don't know anyone who really wishes Phil ill will or anything but you know there's definitely something for you know like seeing a player leave your franchise to go to another um that you have history with that that is kind of the thing that can build a rivalry isn't aiden hill their backup yes aiden hill is their backup i lose track of some things of that sometimes uh the aiden hill era that was that was something else too even though it was like he was a third string here but i mean He's doing pretty good. I, I I was honestly curious why they they didn't start him against the Coyotes, but uh, Vegas went with their choice, and and I'm not going to question it too much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, trying to see anything else. Anything else that from from this game that uh that stuck out to you that you know? Well, the. Uh, the Dylan Gunther goal was also really pretty. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely a highlight. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going to feed into our, our later topic of conversation because everyone was kind of pointing out like, hey, that Dylan Gunther pick from the Vancouver Canucks. Um, and he is already in the NHL performing. He has looked so much better since the World Juniors. Um, so definitely want to show him some love. And also, just uh, it was their jersey night. It was the the introduction of the third jersey. So yeah, we finally got a chance to see what it looked like on ice. Now here's that question: How do they? How do you think they look on the ice? They they are very red. Uh, it yeah. is it is nice to for the Coyotes to have like a red jersey again. I like the color red. Uh, I like purple. Um, I like the orange uh, a little bit less, but I think it's good. But I, I like the all red look. Um, the the cacti on the pants, I didn't realize it was just on one side. So that was weird. Um, but I think the, the people who really pulled it out um, were Vimelka and Ingram, who have just phenomenal goalie pads. Uh, Vimelka started, he has like cactus on each half of his pads half cacti uh and then ingram has the the nice little lizard design on his pads so uh great incorporation uh i think it all comes together well uh, i i wish the the main logo was a little bit different and not just text but otherwise uh, I, i'm upping my my rating for like a b it's yeah, a b se- that seems to be the biggest uh uh what's- critique of the of the third jerseys is this script text there's a lot of people that just aren't a fan of it they think it's just bland just meh you know just like eh. but it's overall like it looks good on the ice otherwise like you know the color yeah. kind of looks nice uh, i mean i think you would be like hard pressed to find like especially in hockey a lot of fans of like the script jersey um like the rangers have it and they have like a pretty established look from that uh and and no one's going to come after them for it um team usa is the only other team that i think pulls it off especially well but remember when uh vegas made their third jersey uh, or their i think was it their outdoor game jersey that just said 
jersey. <laughs> on it, and everyone started making jokes about it. It's like, what's next? Pants that just say pants, helmet that says helmet, hat. Yeah. I mean, the New Jersey Devils have their jersey jersey. Uh, that is not fun, but yeah, it is definitely uh, it is a look that is not done in hockey much, and I think it's a for good reason. I don't think it necessarily works um, for for most teams, and the teams that do work for they they have history around that. Like you, not, neither one of us are going to tell the New York Rangers not to do their text jersey because they'll be like. We don't care what you think. We've been doing it for a hundred years or however long they had that. Anytime right. they try and come up with a logo, they get like the Statue of Liberty head. And it doesn't look good. Um, but the Coyotes, they could have done something. And, you know, it doesn't need to be the Kachina. doesn't need to be the Kachina head. doesn't need to be the Howling Coyote. doesn't need to be the Running Coyote. could have been something completely new. Um, and it just didn't happen. Um, and, and, yeah, I, I, I am... You know, less concerned about that now that I've seen the full thing, but it, it is, I think, the biggest critique that people are having. Absolutely. Well, we got more to talk to you on this episode of Lawn Coyotes. The, there has been a coaching change in NHL, the familiar face from Arizona. We're going to talk about that in just a moment and also a look ahead and other Coyotes news to catch up on in just a little bit. But first, a quick word from our sponsors on the show today. Today's episode brought to you by AG1. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted some more energy. Uh, I am constantly trying to cut back on my caffeine usage, and AG1 just seemed like a really good way to still get that energy while cutting out the caffeine, cutting out the sugar, because it is definitely a great thing. It is lifestyle friendly. Whether you're eating keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, or artificial anything. Uh, I also want to say that it costs you less than $3 a day, so you're investing in your health, but you're doing it in a fiscally responsible way. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Uh, what I want you to do is check it out. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of their immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you need to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership of your over, over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. So back here on Locked On Coyotes, once again, I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Let's let's talk about some, uh, you know, league-wide news in terms of, you know, coaching change, because uh, Sunday, Carl, I mean, the news that everyone knew was going to happen because it was just kind of like the worst kept secret in Vancouver, um, that they were going to fire their head coach and yeah. then uh, hire a new one, the new one, former Coyotes head coach, Rick Tockett. Yeah, um, which was also not really a surprise. I think we all knew that it was going to be Tockett. 
Um, and a lot of people, especially people who were familiar with the Coyotes, were asking themselves why. Uh, and then we saw Vancouver do some of the, I think, worst things we have ever seen an organization do to a head coach. Like, just completely, like, leave them out to dry in a situation where, like, everyone kind of knew what the outcome was going to be. And right. you're just having a guy, like, twisting in the wind like that. It was I, – I am glad that, you know, plenty of sports people called out, like, the fact that, like, hey, this is not cool. Like, what what was done, what is happening before our eyes is not a great thing for an organization to be doing. Yeah, but, it was really, really, really weird. But, you know, I think it really does question me, though, of the decision to hire Tockett. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, he's he has coaching experience. Of course, he coached the Coyotes um, for a good number of years. But, I mean, let's be real, Carl. He wasn't a great coach for the Coyotes. A lot of things that made Coyotes fans scratch their heads, a hockey fan scratch their heads. They're like, what in the world is he doing? Yeah. And, and there was always a question um, during Tockett's tenure, is, is, is he not doing good or is the roster not constructed properly? Um, and unfortunately we never really got to answer that question. I, I was, I was really hoping that like we would get to see like another coach come in and see what he can do with the roster as Jake constructed it, but we had a new GM at that point. Might as well just blow it all up. Um, so we never really got a definitive answer. Um, I think I read in the athletic article where it's just like, Hey, here are the young players that Taka was given. Uh, players like Dvorak, Clayton Keller, Nick Schmaltz, Dylan Strom, Jacob Chikrin, um, Connor Garland to to a lesser extent. Uh, Chikrin and Garland were the only two who you could say had any real success under Taka. Everyone else has had success since Taka's gone. Lawson Krauss being a massive example. A hundred percent, yeah. Um, Krause, you know, like I said, we talked about that last season where he was completely snake bitten. He just kind of didn't, you know, have any vibe. And the moment, you know, he leaves in Toronto and he comes in, he's having career, career years, career seasons. Um, so, and, and then that goes to city of other players, like, you know, um, Clayton Keller is looking, has been looking phenomenal. Um, and it does say something about, that when that when it when it, when it when it changes from that coaching, you're just like, okay, I see it now. Like, I just go back to the fact that Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz were the short leash line because it was such like a short leash, and if they did anything wrong, they were going to get pulled. And granted, both have matured as players in the couple of years. Clayton Keller did a lot of work in the off season. Like he arrived stronger. A mm-hmm. lot happened, but it, it just seems like that is such a a low opinion of your players and like a, a startling lack of trust that you're just like, yeah, no, th- they're on a short leash. I know that they can make themselves better. Like 
freaking Nick Schmoltz was acquired to play with Clayton Keller. Um, but I don't want them to think that they have too much room. I want them to stay, you know, stay in their lane, stay in the system. Don't deviate too much. Don't make mistakes. And I do think that that has like an impact on a player. Like players seem to, res- a lot of players seem to respond better if you trust them. Some want Is that. Is the, uh, the third player on that short leash line? Uh, yeah. Which I, I don't know why it was so like weird that it's like, yeah, we're going to put our three best players together and see what happens. You're like, yeah. You, yeah, because the team, most teams the, team then, the team then, like, obviously the team now is you know, doesn't have a lot of talent, but then there was zero depth even then. And they put your three best players in one line, like, okay, what about the other three lines? <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Um, <laughs> but, I mean, th- there are teams that have, like, a strong top. And, you know, the they were it, – it could have been something. Like, I, I just go back to the fact that Clayton Keller, Lawson Kraus, and everyone just immediately took steps forward. Um, right except for like Jacob Chikrin was the only player who stuck around who had like a little bit of a regression. He was dealing with injuries though. And just a bunch of off ice stuff. Like any had just started any just stepped into the number one D man possession. Yeah. Uh, also I, I do just want to say, I feel really bad for OEL. Like dude cannot just catch a break. Um, he, he, yeah. he I, I I don't know if the stories that he had a bad relationship with Tockett were true, because uh, that, that's the type of thing that's going to stay between the two of them. But obviously, OEL did not play well under Tockett. And now it's back, and I, I, I can just imagine how painful that is for him. Not only is he like an albatross contract, but he's got his coach who didn't even want to name him captain when he first showed up. That was like the first thing that Tockett did. It's like, we're not going to have a captain. It's like, what? Why? It was, yeah, that was the weirdest thing. Um, And honestly, I totally almost didn't even think about that until you just brought it up. Like my brain just did not go there. I was just thinking, it's like, oh yeah, Tockett's going to Vancouver. Like, it's like, it's like, oh, that's right. There are two former Coyotes in Vancouver, OEL being one of them and Garland yep. being the other. Um, but yeah, holy, holy crap. That makes a difference too. Like that's, that's going to be something to pay attention to. Yeah. And I, I do think the facade of Tockett being a player's coach is kind of like lost a bit of its sheen. Like he still gets mentioned with Phil Kessel and their relationship, but right. like, most of the articles I saw discussing it were like, yeah, he did, he reportedly did not have a great relationship with their team's his team's best defenseman. Like, he didn't have a good relationship with OEL. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think Phil Kessel did exceptionally well under Tockett's time and with the Coyotes. But yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a weird call for a weird coach. Um, like, I, I don't know why the Vancouver Canucks did things the way they did to get Tockett as a coach 
midway through the season. I, I just don't. Yeah. Um, another thing, too, is the fact that uh, because of all the uh, stuff with Tocket lately, they like he had to delete his Twitter account because people were lurking in his uh, in his activities. See, he's been liking, and it's like, all right, dude. Uh, and he got, I think he got asked about it in a press conference, and almost immediately after, he deleted his Twitter account. Yeah. He did. Um, he he said that he had it uh, for when he was on the other side, being a media person, um, which uh, AZ Sports Guy was the first to point out. Nope, you had it when you were a coach in Arizona. Um, and that is definitely something that's true. Uh, so, you know, let, let's be real. Leaving Twitter, honestly, it's the dream. Uh uh, I respect the hell out of Tocket for, for just deleting the Bird app. Uh, I wish I could do the same. Ah, uh, yeah, but when we work in, yeah, that's not really much of a choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but on that note, um, I'll just we'll we'll we'll, get, we'll move on from that um, as we uh, go. You know, get other uh, close things off some other news. Take a look ahead um, on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. But first, we're going to take a quick break from our sponsors. And today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're a new FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers can join today and get started with $150 in Free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads and, and player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance to win a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. There's, you know, there's a lot of things we can, we can go. You can bet on a lot of Arizona Coyotes games, you know. I'm going to take a look at some of the Lions upcoming this week, games that they come, they have coming up. And all that is on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy. So football fans, and, and of course hockey, because you know, you're listening to a hockey podcast, don't miss out. Place your $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and Locked On Podcast Network. So let's go ahead and close things off, Carl. Um, just kind of like taking a look ahead uh, on on uh, the Coyotes, seeing what they have coming up, trying to bring up their schedule. Um, they got they got the Anaheim Ducks tomorrow. Let's see, they, mm-hmm. So this week, this week they got the Ducks, the Blues. And the Ducks again. They get the Ducks yep. twice this week. Yep. They're playing the Ducks at home uh, on Tuesday. Ducks uh, and Honda Center on Saturday. Yeah. Like, no, those are one of the teams. I think the Ducks is one of the teams that, like, I think you can feel the rivalry brew a lot more around, you, you know, around. I mean. Not L.A. Not quite L.A. where you can feel it. They're they're competing very heavily in the tank battle, so it's it's kind of like the playoffs, except for 
uh, for tanking. Uh, and Adam Fantilli. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, the Ducks are one of those teams where you're just like, you have so many like highly skilled players. Like, what what is going on? Like, why are you this bad? Like, I get being bad, but this bad. It is it is kind of phenomenal. Um, and, and I'm curious to see what the Coyotes can do. We talk a lot about the the Coyotes as a team that will play up to their competition or, or play down to it. This is one of the few occasions I can say that the Coyotes could potentially play down to another team. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look how they played against Chicago. Yeah. That's an example right there. Yeah, that was, you know, not not ideal. Uh, although, if you're one of the people watching the tank battle, I'm sure you'd be happy if, if the Ducks got, you know, two wins. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of the point of tanking, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you kind of have to lose against some of the bad teams too. Like you can't just lose to the Dallas Stars. But I mean, it is definitely I don't know. Uh it, it'll it'll be curious to watch because the Coyotes went through a period where they played some of the top teams in the freaking league and now they're going to be playing uh one of the worst for two two games in one week. Yeah, if not the worst, because I think Anaheim might have the worst record right now. Uh, I, if not, definitely up there. They have 31 points for, yeah, uh, no, the Blue Jackets are the worst. The Blue Jackets are the worst. Ow, ow. Well, they're kind of like close to being the worst. It's um, 46, 46 games played and 30 points. And the Anaheim Ducks are 47 games played in 31 points. Which, I mean, four points back of the Coyotes. Or we, I remember someone said that, like, oh, the, the Chicago Blackhawks could never overtake the Coyotes. I'm like, there's still half a season left, man. Like, mm-hmm. anything could happen. Like, like, a team could go on a win streak in the latter half. One team goes on a losing streak, like the Coyotes did. They had a. 10 game losing streak right. and you know it's not out of the realm of possibility that they're going to have another 10 game losing streak let's be real oh no absolutely like those are going to be a tough stretches of games um yeah. so we prepared for it we went because again remember what this team is what about the uh the st louis game what do you think about that one you know the one because like the st louis is also not a good team i mean they're there's a big gap in the points between St. Louis and Arizona, which St. Louis, put the St. Louis is in Central with 49 points. Arizona is seventh with 35. Like yeah. that is a big gap. Um, I think and the Minnesota that, Wild are third with 54. So the the standings are really weird for the the division. Sorry to cut you off though. Not good, but, but you know, so those are not a good team. Um, and I think will be interesting is because we know that Clayton Keller likes to run circles around St. Louis. Yeah, that is, you know, 
I I love the fact that the Coyotes get to play the Blues so much because Clayton Keller plays so well against them. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can do that again uh, on Thursday. Will be and that will be interesting indeed. But those are you know three games coming up this week, um, which I think should be pretty fun ones to watch out for. Yeah, definitely. Um, one last thing, Carl, that I do want to uh, you know want to talk about because it is Coyotes related. Um, and because, you know, it's the two of us here, um, let's talk about what happened, you know, what happened at the end of last week, because like, you're bringing this up like now at the very end of the episode. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I felt like I had to, I was thinking about it. I was debating and I was like, all right, you know, I think it's important. We didn't have an episode over the weekend. So true. And, you know, it and it kind of happened also suddenly. And those that then who who probably don't know, I'm pretty sure you should by now. Um, but you know, we you know got word that uh, Vox Media uh, is uh, you know like pulling the plug on a lot of uh, espionation sites, and most of them being NHL sites. Five for Howling, where Carl is the manager of, and I have written for for so many years, um, is one of those sites. And so it's it's. You know, it's a sad day because what? How, how long have ha, ha, has has been going on for? It's been a long time, right? Uh, I have personally been writing on Five for Howling for eleven years, um, and I believe it started like a couple years before I did. Um, so maybe like fifteen total, which is uh, just just a very long time. Um, and I, I never realized until this happened, how big it is in a lot of people's lives, uh, especially in my tenure, like it, the popularity had, had started to diminish a little bit. Uh, but the, the massive amount of support that I've been receiving the, the people who have said like, Hey, this is really good. Um, PHNX pulling the list of every single person who ever wrote on five for howling was, was very touching because I feel like not enough people got credit and certainly not enough people got compensation. Um, mm -hmm. There are going to be six SB nation sites that will be supported by uh, Vox media still moving forward. Um, and I'm going to be honest. I, I do not know what is going to be happening. I received an email soon after it was announced that uh, Stephanie driver had been laid off saying that, hey, starting uh, at the end, or your contract goes until February 28th. Beyond that, we will be in touch. And it does seem like, hey, maybe they'll keep it open and just kind of run the sites regionally. And you could go and see a, uh, I, I don't even know which teams are going to be covering it. But, but see a team, like one of their people, do like an occasional Coyotes article if something big happens. Or it could just be nothing. They could just nuke it all. We honestly don't know at this point. Yeah, I mean, the, the demands held on exactly what, you know, what's going to happen afterwards. But, um, you know, but, you know, it was the community has been strong from Five for You know, as someone who wrote there for six years covering the Roadrunners, you know, I know the, pe the people who always appreciated the work that we've done over yeah. there. Um, so, um, and I'm glad the people who have followed us to the podcast here on Locked On 
Uh, you guys are all fantastic, and um, you know, hoping to do more, and you know, hoping to you know, you know, keep the community strong despite the fact that you know one aspect is got a very you know questionable future. Yeah, I I I will say this. Um... Five for Howling was not nearly the strongest of the SB Nation websites. Um, and that was mostly due to budgeting. Um, mm -hmm. we, we tried to start, we did have a podcast on the SB Nation website. Um, we did. You had two. Um, and yeah. the, you, can, you can definitely support the fact that the financial incentive to do that did not exist um, or was not as good as it, as it could have been. If, if they had actually wanted to make these sites truly good, it would have required more money that just didn't exist. Um, and some of the sites that are going are some of the more popular ones. I do not understand why Vox is doing what they did. Uh, and, and I also just want to say, you know, it sucks to lose five for howling. Um, it has been a very big part of my life for, for many years. It's, it's where I've met a lot of people, but it, it sucks to lose the other SB nation sites too. Like five mm -hmm. for howling was not my favorite SB nation site. There were amazing SB nation sites that have changed how we have thought about hockey in, in very real ways. Like the people who have come from them the the analytics that have come from them like just a lot of great sites to visit and you know that is potentially going to be gone i i know that there are conversations happening with a lot of the former contributors and like hey here's kind of what we need to do but i think there's definitely going to be something that's going to be lost and it, it, it's real unfortunate uh this was also not something that surprised me um, we were almost shut down before the season even started. Um, right. Which is something that we talked about off mic. Um, ended up getting a sponsor that kind of like saved it for half a season, but like the, the end seemed like it was approaching. Yeah. And it is unfortunate, but you know, and especially through all those years and like you said a bunch of other the ESP nation sites that are that are impacted by all this um but um i would like and like i and like you so i'm you know it was nice to see the people the impact that all these SP nation sites have left you know the support everyone's been getting even yeah like you said the support that we that you know five of our howling getting right you know you like you know i watched that you know um that uh phnx episode um when they had that bit talking about you know talking about fiber howling and you saw some of the comments down below everyone is, is just like you know giving the support even in the comments like, yeah well it, it, it's kind of it in a, in a way it is a bit like the boudreau thing where like it just happened in such a a bad way that even if you're not like are an active reader of five for howling, which, which you probably aren't, you may go on there every once in a while when something breaks. Um, that's fine. That's, you know, what new sites are for, but like, you're just like, man, that was just, it was done so dirty. Like it was layoffs on a Friday, um, mass layoffs with just the entire thing was 
seems like it's going to be nuked and like that's that's just gonna piss people off like the most ridiculous comment i saw was someone saying like hey this is the right way to do layoffs what 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 vox is doing with sb nation is the right way to do it people are being informed ahead of time and blah 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 and it was the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen because people were commenting before the replies were closed that there are still people who are figuring out if they're being laid off. Like it, it is, it was happening all day. I still don't have any information about what's going to happen. Uh, so people have occasionally reached out and been like, Hey, what's, what's the deal with this? And it's like, I don't know. They're going to tell me, uh, they're going to tell me what five for Howling is going to become. They're going to tell me what, is going to happen with it uh all i know right now is i am under contract until the end of february at which point march 1st i'm no longer under contract yeah absolutely but you know i think you know like i've said both of us are going to do our best to keep the community strong here through through the lockdown podcast um i'm going to try to keep the community strong um by finding uh other outlets to write for um i know there are problems in place for myself, Carl, that I'm going to be figuring out um, the future for myself, um, ap- you, know, ap- you know, after whatever happens to to Fiber Howling. Yeah. Uh, and I, I honestly do, do not know um, what I am going to be doing. Uh, as I said, I am still under contract until the end of the month. Uh, as I said, I've been writing on Fiber Howling for 11 years i started end of 2011 it has been a significant portion of my life um and yeah it it is going to take me some time to figure out what my next step is um which it you know if you are out there if you if you want to support us that is phenomenal uh i have seen a lot of people ask like hey show like tell us where you're going to be and we will do that to the extent that we can. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I need some time. It is, it has been a very long time. Uh, and then I just got laid off in an email. It was not ideal. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I do hope that, you know, for, for listeners out there, I hope one of the things that you picked up on, uh, not just in what we talked about, because this wasn't a major issue um, as much, but like the lack of money in compensation that this platform was built off of um, is something that I am not sad to see go. Uh, the people of SB Nation got money by having very passionate fans not get paid. And that absolutely should not be the case. Uh, running a site is is not necessarily a full-time job, but at times it feels like it. Like, especially if you get, like, a breaking story, you are kind of expected to be on top of that. Um, and if you are working another job, that is not necessarily something that is very easy to do. Uh, every single SB Nation site you went to should have been making, like, the people behind it should have been making more money. Like, and, you know, that's true for the fact that Five for Howling had no other paid contributors than me um, and, and you briefly when we did the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. We got paid for that. 
we did not get paid enough uh, for, for yeah. the work that was done. Um, so yeah, just, just keep that in mind. Like a lot of people are losing a, a small amount of income and they should have been making more and yeah, su- support everyone as much as you can. If you enjoy content on the internet, like ju- just know that the person who is making that is not getting enough compensation likely and and they should be doing more. And if you could help them out in any way, absolutely. Please do. Absolutely. Well, on that note, we're going to go ahead and close things off. Uh, if you like this episode of the locked on Coyotes podcast, uh, don't forget to leave us a like comment, subscribe if you get to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasting on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on the social media We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash locked on coyotes and on Twitter at L O underscore coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back. Or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyote Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys staying safe out there. Okay. The how long. <laughs>